Talk with Ben Tompkins. Hey, how you doing, everybody? This is Real Talk. I am Ben Tompkins. We are presented by nobody currently. These are the Mixtape Days. And man, oh man, what a year it's been. Welcome in, my friends. Premature millionaires, welcome to my realest year. This is 2021 wrapped. It's kind of a holiday special. It's kind of really what it is about. You want to know what it's about? I'll tell you what it's about. It's about reflection. It's about revisiting some of the goals that I set at the beginning of this year. And it's about looking back in order to look ahead and move forward. So this week, we're going to revisit some of this. We're going to reflect. We're going to take some time to pause and celebrate the growth that we had this year as well as some of the things that I'm very proud of, not just with the show, but just in general, and some challenges that I overcame. I'll share some Christmas stories. I got Christmas pretty lit this year with the fam, doing what I do best, just entertaining, hosting, playing some games of Boom. I am the Tom Brady of Boom, by the way. I don't know if you know that or if you were uh, wanting to learn more about Really awesome drinking games, but today is the day that you pick the great day to tune into this podcast because we'll have some of that on the back end. But really, just I'm here to share where I'm at, and we're going to look back a little bit, and then next week will be the very first episode of 2022. And So I wanted to break it up to where next week I'm looking ahead, I'm going to share some new goals, I'm going to fill you in as much as I can on also where I'm at moving forward, what I believe is, man, there's a lot that's up in the air right now, guys, but um, it, it feels really good, it feels right, I've just got to be patient. And the timing has to be right for everybody involved. But, man, I think there's some really good stuff coming up down the pipes. And, in fact, I know there's some really good stuff coming down the pipes. Because even if what I have in my head as potentially happening doesn't, guess what? I am going to bring you nothing but my best week in and week out every Wednesday. You know we're going to have real people, real stories, and real talk, baby. It's going to be interviews, and and I, you know what? I'm starting to get ahead. I'm starting to jump ahead. All I'm, I'm suffice it to say, I promise you to never half-ass this, just like I haven't since June 2020th, when "Allow Me to Reintroduce Myself" came out, and just like I didn't this year in 2021. So today we're really going to celebrate some of that growth. I've got. It was actually, it's pretty wild. So everybody gets the Spotify wrapped stuff and Spotify users, good for you guys. And I'm an Apple music person. I am team Apple music till I die. And that's mostly because I didn't want to have to migrate all of the files and all of the songs and like everything is just in iTunes, right? I feel like Spotify users, you're doing the most, okay? But I was actually on the other end of the Spotify wrapped for the first time ever this year, which is kind of cool. What do you mean by that, Benny T? Well, as a content creator and a podcast host, I got numbers, data, analytics. I got the same Spotify wrapped that listeners get, but it was for me and my show, which is a first, which is pretty fucking cool. 
and I've got some of those numbers that I'm going to share. And so really, like I said, I mean, I've, I've, this is the third time that I'm going to say it now and then I'm going to stop saying it for a while, but we are celebrating growth today and we are revisiting some of the goals that I set at the beginning of 2021 because goal setting is very important, you know, but you have to come back and measure the success of your goals. Are you setting the right goals? Are they reachable? Did you hit them, you know? How are we going to use that information moving forward in terms of how we set the goals for 2022? I have some that are looking like, huh, I smashed that thing. And then I have some others that are looking like a wish, you know? And even still some of these that would be a wish for this year, but that's okay. Because, you know, what is growth or... What is a distance that you've traveled? How do you measure that without stopping to to celebrate without stopping to celebrate where you're at? Right? How can you possibly know where you're headed if you don't know where you've been or where you're at now? So that's what we're here to do today. So this is 2021 wrapped. Good to have you with us. First and foremost, I want to give a major shout out to everybody that's been riding with me to this point. Whether you're somebody that joined in and has been listening since the sports radio days, whether you're somebody that has been following my work from the time that I was blogging and doing stuff as a student at the University of Kentucky, whether you got linked up with this show at some point, June 2020 and beyond, and you've been listening since then, if I connected with you in one of these different cities that I've traveled to in 2021, any of the Uber Story cities, if we met during one of the open table talks and the open mic sessions, if you just listened to one of the incredible guests or episodes that we've put out in the last five or six weeks, and now you're coming back for another dose of what's this guy got? Is he worthy of my time? Should I... Toss him into my podcast rotation. And hey, listen, I don't need to be your number one. I don't even need to be your number two. I I am thrilled if you put me in and subscribe and I am your bench guy and I'm your glue guy and I am holding it down. I am a rotation player. If that's how you see this show, then I will gladly take that. And that's all I could ask for, you know? Give me a chance to be on the team. And watch what I do with that opportunity, you know? Watch me go from being, I don't know about this guy, he's kind of like, yeah, if I've listened to everything else, then maybe I'll go and see what Benny T's talking about. Oh, wow, he's got a pretty good guest on this week. Maybe it's a good thing that I checked. And then you start to go, whoa, this show's fucking awesome. And suddenly, the bench guy, the sixth man of the year, the role player, the glue guy starts to climb up the charts to where every single week you're coming back to ride with Benny T. That is a dream situation. So I don't need to be your number one. I don't need to be your number two. Okay, I am the star of the show, but if that's not how you see me, that's okay. You know, that's okay because there are plenty of other people, engaged listeners, dedicated listeners that we'll get to and acknowledge later today in this episode that do see me as that and are part of what I'm calling my micro tribe. 
right? And week after week, this thing continues to grow, man. Wait till I get to some of the listener numbers. I'm very excited because it's cool. Like it's, it's, it's really cool to be at this point where we're looking back and celebrating some of this stuff. So first and foremost, I got to say shout out to everybody that's been riding with me to this point because y'all have all been witness. You've seen this week in and week out. You might not see what it looks like day in and day out, but week in and week out, who's been delivering like your boy? I mean, who's been putting their heart in this shit, in the trenches, giving you quality content week after week, and the proof is in the podcast, you know? Just like they say, the proof is in the pudding, the proof is in the podcast. And everybody that's been riding with me to this point, you've been a witness to that, and you know that it's real. And I just, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. So thank you to everybody that tunes in, that has subscribed and left me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That is really how you help me grow the show. To anybody that has not done that already, it is such a non-time-consuming act, but it yields such a great return Uh, Shout out to the two people who just recently left reviews on Apple Podcasts because that number, it's it's continuing to go up and it is something that people look at and it is really an endorsement of myself and this show and this concept and thank you to everybody that's left a rating and a review and if you have not and you listen to the show week in and week out and you always hear me pitch the same spiel, please just do it and I will hug you or you know, like whatever you, you know, whatever you want. I'll hug you. I'll dap you up. Um, I will write you a fucking handwritten note saying thank you. I like if it gets the numbers up, I'm down for it. Okay. So thank you to everybody that's done that. And with that, I think I'm ready to go ahead and jump into really the bulk of this episode, which is again, looking at some of these Spotify rap numbers, looking at some of the Apple podcast numbers, taking that and I'm not going to get into like the, the, the numbers and bore you to death with a bunch of numbers. What is this, a fucking presentation? No, no, no. Really, I'm keying in on trends. There are a couple of specific numbers that are really, really cool and tell a very cool story. So we'll get to some of that. But this was the first time that um, I got a Spotify wrapped. And as I started to look back and revisit some of the goals that I came on at one of the very first episodes of 2021 and communicated to you guys and said, here's what I'm working towards. I am manifesting these. I am speaking these things into existence and this is how I'm going to measure this year. And you know what? When I look back at what a year 2021 has been, not only have we had major learning moments and major moments that I'm proud of and some challenges that I'm very proud of, I can tell that I am becoming who I thought that I would be. I'm becoming who I think that I am. And that feels really good when your actions align with your words and you become the person that you think you are. You know, Drake once said, you know it's real when you are who you think you are. And then there was another guy who came up to a football press conference that was like, they are who we thought they were. I can't remember who that was. Was it Singletary? Was he coaching? I think he may have been with the 49ers when that video came out, but I could be absolutely wrong. I probably am wrong. You can see why I laid off the sports radio route. But I, I, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. And um, I'm really proud of the fact that almost... All of the goals that I set for personal goals and for podcast goals, I damn near hit almost every single one. And 
if this is like a year in review and this is my job, this is what I do, okay, then I got to be happy with that and I have to be proud. And I, and I am. And I really truly am. And it feels good to look at something that you wrote a year ago and be like, yeah, I did that. 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 Fuck yeah, I did that. You know, that's a really powerful feeling. That is a fucking addicting feeling. It's like, I did that. And that shit slapped, you know, that's a really good feeling. Um, when it comes to some of the weight loss goals that I had set, I was pretty aggressive with some of this stuff, you know, and I did not hit many of the fitness goals that I set out to achieve this year. And I had to be okay with that. You know, I, I'm like, I'm not right. It, it, you know, I, I definitely want to, uh, get leaner and incorporate a better diet and regiment and uh, be more consistent with, you know, really what I did in 2021 with the fitness stuff was I, I, I crushed it for half of the year and then I got so burnt out on what had got me there that I realized I can't do an hour on the elliptical every single day and eat a lunch that is the same exact thing, 450 calories every single day. Like, I just can't continue to do it at this rate. It's not sustainable. That kind of change wasn't sustainable. So I, and, and that's kind of a theme of 2021 in some ways is I did incorporate things, new routines, new processes, new habits, but were they sustainable or was it something that worked for a couple weeks, a few months, a couple quarters, and then you get so burnt out and it just really isn't something that's going to, you can work with, right? I kind of had that happen with my fitness goals and I'm okay with that because really the reason that I, the reason that I fell off with some of that stuff, like, yeah, the burnout and, and, you know, I'll, I'll talk about some of the challenges and, and some of that stuff a little bit later in the episode, but it was because I was so focused on this show and there would be a lot of times where I didn't have the energy to go to the gym. I just didn't. I was tired. My body hurt. Sitting in the studio chair and the car and driving, I just reached this point where it was like I got happy with the progress that I had made and then I got complacent and as soon as March hit, I started traveling to all these different cities almost every single month. I was on the road, I was doing something and I basically lived the back end after March 2021 looking forward ahead to what's coming up next, what is the next big thing in terms of this show or personally for me like travel-wise where in the last part, in the last quarter of 2021, I spent a lot of time personally traveling and my weight loss goals, they just, they, you know, they, they look nice on paper but they just didn't get hit and I'm okay with that because of all of the other things that did happen with the show and the reason that those fitness goals took a back seat First of all, I'm still fucking beautiful. I'm gorgeous, okay? No matter what shape I'm in, whether you call me a BBM, uh, a BBM, big busty man, I mean, I'm kind of a big bulky man. How about that? Oh my God, this kid is so fucking fire on his feet. Big bulky man, that's what I am. BBM, baby. <laughs> wow, okay, so uh, yeah, I'm, you know, listen, I'm... Uh, God, it's so, it's such an interesting, the, the polarity of who I am as a Gemini and being bipolar and I can be the most confident, 
sometimes arrogant prick in the world, and I can also be the most self-conscious, depressed person in the world. It makes no sense, but I am in love with myself and I hate myself <laughs> at the same time, you know? But we're working through that. We're working through that. And uh, what kept me in really good spirits because of how deep my body image and my self-worth is wrapped up into each other, it is something that I was at peace with. I'm at peace. I truly am at peace with uh, where we're at now and feeling like I had lost weight and then gained weight back and regressed in that sense and being where I'm at now. It's like, hey, first of all, still pretty, all right? Still got the Pretty Girl Rock remix rolling. And that stuff, I'm okay with not hitting it because of all the other things that I did hit. So uh, obviously self-image and body image and self-worth is uh, something that's like really important because as I'm sitting here just kind of freestyling over my notes, that was something that I just went headfirst into. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of how we start. But I want to get into the podcast goals because um, the Spotify rap numbers and some of the podcast goals that I set at the beginning of 2021 are really what's most important. Okay. So uh, one of the things that I said that I wanted to do was average over 100 people per episode. We did that, and I'll get to some of those specifics. One of the things that I said I wanted to do was start to sit down and spend two to three hours a week reaching out to potential guests. And really, I started to ramp up with the guests and the interviews during 2021, whereas previously, it was mostly just Uber stories. So becoming a guest booker week in and week out and wearing that role and spending more time, dedicating more time. Now, I didn't do two to three hours a week every single week. But that was something that I said, I want to dedicate more time to this and more attention to this, and I did it, and I followed through, and it led to some really amazing interviews and guests that we brought on, not only in the last several weeks, but throughout the course of this year, and I'm very, very proud of the guests that we brought on. Something else that I said that I wanted to do was quality content, improving as a storyteller, and keeping it real. Three things that I can absolutely say I did. I did those things. I am a better storyteller today and a better speaker today than I was a year ago. I think the quality of the content and the episodes that are coming out week after week, the quality of the conversations, the quality of people, all of these things have continued to improve. I'm very proud of that. And Keeping it real is just something that I couldn't do this if I didn't, you know? And I couldn't do this if this wasn't the person that I was destined to become and that these aren't my fucking gifts and talents that I was born with inherently and then actually had the courage to nurture them and watch them grow and get better at them and not be scared that if this thing doesn't pan out the way that I hoped that it would that I would be so defeated that I would be like, what is the point of my life? I, my life has no meaning. No, some people do that because they're scared. What if they fail at their big dream and then what, right? So they don't lean into it. They shy away from it because to avoid that, 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 that is a resistance of the grief that they're going to feel if it doesn't go the way that they want it to go. And sometimes, just like when I started out doing sports radio and thought, it wasn't that I necessarily thought I was born to do sports radio, it was that I'm born to talk and bring people on and connect with people and guests and storytelling. My most listened to shows, my best shows, 
were the shows that I wasn't doing any sports content. It was guests that had nothing to do with sports or guests that had stuff to do with sports that we started talking about other things, or it was the Uber stories, funny enough, which is how we got here in the first place and how we have continued to evolve. So sometimes you walk down a path, you think that it's yours, and you realize that maybe it's not. But uh, walking down that path is going to lead you ultimately to where you're supposed to be. And as this show continues to grow and evolve and continue to improve, I feel that I am continuing to get closer and closer and closer to where I'm supposed to be, ultimately. And once I'm there, then it's just a matter of, now I've built it, right? You guys, you've been hearing me say this stuff all year, and since I started in 2020, right? Is, if you build it, they will come. Well, if you're building and building and building at some point, somebody's going to drive by and go, what is that, you know? So that's what we're working towards, and that's the position that I'm putting myself in the position to be and the position that I think I've earned at this point because I am a hell of a lot further in this journey, my healing journey, and the growth of the show than I was a year ago. And I don't have anybody that's standing over my shoulder to congratulate me on this stuff, so that's what today is. And when you get these raw numbers that we're going to get to in a minute, that's the kind of stuff that makes it real and go, holy shit. This was a great year. <laughs> yeah, baby, it was. Yes, it was. So those are some of the podcasting goals. I want to transition into some of the personal goals that I had set. One thing that I said that I wanted to do this year was get involved with big brothers and big sisters. Mentorship has always played such a key role in my life as a child of divorce and having an absent father and a strained relationship and then being blackballed from that side of the family. Growing up, I had to take it upon myself to get from older men and women what I wasn't getting from older cousins, older uncles, my godfather and godmother ripped out of my life, walked out of my life. I mean, really. Uh, my dad. These are people that I then, the father figure's a big one. That was somebody that I had to then start to fill with this composite of other men. And I've done that all my life. So mentorship for me, because I, and, and, and really it was because if I didn't do that, then no one was gonna come and put their arm around me and go, I know I'm not your dad, but here you go. You know, that just doesn't really happen. And if it does, then shout out to those guys, because those are some real ass G's right there. Those are some OG's that I, I love. I absolutely love. Women do it too. It's not just guys, okay? But um, just for me, speaking about filling this father role, the context of it, let's, okay, we're good? Okay. So uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where coaches and teachers and friends, parents, and just older guys that I meet wherever I meet them, you know, that's something that I've always had to pull from th this this and fill this gap and this void in my life and then even being a student when I was in high school I used to go and do Mustang mentors and even with people who are my age my peers people who are older than me and younger than me but people who are I, I, I have been a mentor to these people and it's just who I am again it's just even if I'm not necessarily people wouldn't say yeah he's my mentor People know that they can come to me and confide in me and that 
I'm like a free therapist to them. Now, I, I need to start charging some money, okay? But that's what it is. I'm a man of the people. So I, I say that and I, I want to get paid for that through the podcast work and through the number of people who are listening and leveraging that value to advertisers, right? But I like coaching and that kind of one-on-one stuff, although I think that that would be very fulfilling work, I think I would be great at it. Maybe, you know, maybe I start that later on, maybe after so many years of doing this, or maybe if the podcast doesn't ever blow up like I think that it, I, I mean, just dude, if it never reaches the levels that I think that I, it's capable of getting there, then maybe at some point I look at doing consulting or coaching, but I'm far from that at this point. So the thing that I do in order to fill that gap and fill that want and that desire to continue to be for other people what I always wish that I had, what I've always needed, what I've always hoped for is getting involved with Big Brothers and Big Sisters. And I did that. And I reached a year with Big Brothers and Big Sisters. And I have watched my little brother go through baseball season, go through football season, and now he's playing basketball. And I watched him celebrate his 10th birthday this last year. And we've got a really cool bond. And that is somebody that I hope to be connected with for the rest of his life. And that he can always call on me and that I will be there for him and make the time for him because he's worthy of that and he matters, you know. And if you're a kid and you've never had that or you go through some similar stuff that he's going through or that I've gone through or that anybody that comes from a broken home goes through, then having somebody see you and recognize you and tell you that you do matter and that you are worth something is life-changing. It's fucking life-changing. So that's my guy, and I'm really proud of the fact that we just hit a year pretty recently, and I think that that's going to be something that um, as long as he wants to continue doing it, then I will always, always be there for him. So I'm very proud of that. And one of the other things that I'm very proud of is one of the other goals that I had set says, be the most loving, caring, and supportive boyfriend I can be. Well, my friends, I'm happy to report that after another year, the most challenging year that Maddie and I have ever had to deal with, COVID was fine. The quarantine was fine. You know, we got together almost at the beginning of 2020 and made it all the way through 2020. And then even when she left to go and work at the Grand Canyon and chase her dreams, of course she has to do that. And we were separated for eight months out of the year. We did the I'll Wait episode, and that was in March. And then over the course of time, I went out to visit her. Then we spent the three weeks traveling through California at the end of her time in the Grand Canyon. And she just got her dream job. She's going to be going back to Glacier. She's going to be there and be working at the Grand Canyon for like the first month or two out of the season and then you head up to Glacier because up in Glacier their season is much shorter at Under Canvas and then once they wrap she's going to go back to the Grand Canyon so she'll be gone another year and we're at a point of challenge and growth and we did it we did it last year in 2021 and it was very difficult, it was very hard, but we made it through. And right now we're at that point where we're game planning for 2022 and what the rest of our future is going to look like, either together or separate or from afar, 
whatever the case may be, those are ongoing conversations. They're not easy, and I am, I, I just, you know, if nothing else, if nothing else, if this is the end of the road with us, then I'm proud of the fact that I followed through on that, which was a goal of mine, and that we made it through the year, and and not just made it, but well, I guess yeah. Sometimes in a relationship, you hate to say that, like yeah, we made it through, but sometimes that statement can also be read as we made it through, we fucking made it, you know, because it wasn't easy, it was not easy, but we did it, and regardless of whatever else is to come or whatever else happens, I'm proud of that. And I think that's a really cool thing. Here's something else that I think is also a very cool thing. This year, not only did I start an LLC, Godfather Media LLC, pretty cool, I also hired an intern this year, which was a first. Now, I have a deep history of being an intern, and I know what it's like to be an intern, And I'm really proud of the fact that this was somebody that said, I want to start a podcast, and can you please help me with that, Benny T? And I was like, yeah, I got you. And week in and week out, my guy continued to deliver, and he has a podcast now, and he's planning on continuing to put out episodes. So I think that's a really cool thing, and I got to take something and be a part of building something, which was really cool, and help somebody else out in their thing and watch them go from here's what I'm kind of thinking about doing to okay now we need artwork now we need to decide how many episodes you're going to put out during the week is it going to be just you or are you going to have a co-host are you going to bring guests on what are you going to talk about what are the topics you know those are the things that we sat down around a little legal pad and drew out and then It became a real thing when he put his first episode out and continued to put episodes out every week. So I think that was a really, really cool thing. I got to hire an intern this year. I'm proud of that. That wasn't a goal, but that was something that reflecting upon was a big moment for me and for that person's life as well. That's a pretty cool thing. So love that for me. And then finally, the biggest personal goal that I had written down reads, no self-defeats. And my friends, (laughs) even though self-defeat sometimes make for some of the greatest stories that I have ever encountered or accrued throughout my life, I'm very happy for the fact that I didn't have anything that I had to bounce back from in a major way other than the brain chemistry sending me into depressive episodes or being bummed out about something going a certain way. Some of that stuff, yeah, that's always going to be there and you'll always have to bounce back from that stuff. I will always have to bounce back from that stuff but I didn't fall on my face and crack my tooth this year. I didn't make a stupid decision and get behind the wheel of a car and crash a car. Not that I've ever done that but I didn't do something that I majorly regretted this year. I really lived and walked in the path that I felt best in, and because I wasn't trying to be anything that I wasn't, I didn't have anything that came up that was egregious in nature, in... How do I even... I mean, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I just... I didn't really fuck myself over this year, which is like... (laughs) Maybe I couldn't even think of the words to say because I've maybe never been able to say that in my life. 
but there really wasn't some big thing that happened this year that felt like, man, I really just fucked myself, didn't I? You know, like little things, but nothing big, nothing life-changing, nothing dramatic or drastic. And as the self-proclaimed sultan of self-sabotage to get through a year and sit here and reflect and be like, you know what? I didn't have really any major self-defeats or self-sabotage moments, like really, really big ones, you know? Not just, uh, hey, I'm trying to be better about my diet, and then as soon as I pass Chick-fil-A at home, I go and fuck myself in calories, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that that stuff, <laughs> who doesn't do that, you know? Like, come on, we all do that sometimes, right? But major, major self-defeats? No, I didn't really suffer any this year. And I'm proud of that. That's growth. So we're going to clap for that one. Clap for that one. That one's big. That one's really big. And if you know me, you know I have the propensity to spec spectacularly crash and burn, man. Holy fuck. I am really good at derailing myself sometimes. And my brain, unfairly to the rest of my body and being, is really good at derailing me sometimes. But this year, no. We did pretty good. I'm I'm so thrilled about that. It's like, (laughs) wow. I didn't stunt my own growth or process or progress. That's pretty cool. All right, wrapping up, just a couple of quick goals that I want to just check in on. I set a couple of driving goals, no accidents, so no car crashes, and for somebody that drives as much as I do, that is a very big deal. That's something to celebrate. I didn't have a single accident, nor a single road rage incident, and for as often as I honk, and for as often as I sometimes flick people off who deserve it, only if they deserve it. If you deserve it, then you deserve to know, hey, fuck you too, pal, you know? Fuck you too, my friend. That, 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 you know, you, you need to know if you're like cutting people off and doing some dumb shit. So nobody that didn't earn a middle finger this year got a middle finger, you know, or mouth, fuck you, asshole, you know, but I didn't, I, you know, I didn't have any accidents. So as much time as I spend on the road, statistically, you're bound to go through one of these things. And I didn't this year. I'm very proud of that. I'm a five-star driver. I mean, give me a fucking break over here. 40 rides a week was the driving goal that I set, and there were weeks that I absolutely hit that. There were weeks that I hit 80 rides in a week. I fucking doubled that number. And then there were also weeks that I maybe hit 20 or maybe 10 or maybe didn't drive at all. If I was traveling or whatever the case may be, maybe I couldn't get out of bed for four days, you know? And I'm actually pretty happy to report that that actually ties in with another one of the goals that I had set, which was that binges, like food binges or depressive episodes, I didn't wallow in it. I didn't stay in bed for more than three days ever. I don't think I stayed in bed for more than two days. Certainly, there are days when I come home or mornings that I wake up where it's just not happening that day. It's just not happening. And it makes it really difficult to plan ahead because you never know where your mood's going to be. And I'm working through that. I think that I've found a medication that's helping me right now. I had to overcome some of that during this year, changing medications and figuring out what works for me and what's right for me. But I'm there, I think, you know, I think. And I'm going to continue to feel that out. But uh, one of the things that I'm happy about is that 
yeah, I, I didn't have any depressive episodes that lasted multiple days on end. Whereas if you asked me that in 2018 or 19 or 17 or 2020, absolutely, man. May of 2020, I think I spent an entire week in bed. I mean, we're talking five guys for lunch, large pizzas for dinner, and probably awake at 1 or 2 a.m., headed up to Taco Bell to top it all off, and then candy in bed later. I mean, these are the kind of days that I wasn't really sharing or talking about, but that were there and were very real, and especially how toxic it became for me at the place that I was living in the Bay Area, working from that home office and just being shut off from everybody and isolated, it was disgusting. And uh, that's why you know, I, I eat my feelings. That's why I wasn't able to hit some of the personal goals. So maybe that 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 is one thing, you know, we're going to set goals in the next episode. So I'm going to hold my thoughts on some of that stuff for the next episode. But that that was uh, I'm I'm proud of that I'm proud of that no self defeats and no major depressive episodes that spiraled into or manifested itself into other areas of my life that didn't need to be affected by that and that's growth that's amazing that's really all of the goals that I had set I have some financial goals. That, Keep paying off student loans. Yep, I did that. I did not save up an emergency fund of $1,000. I am still living month to month, a lot of months. I'm still on Medicaid. I still have a lot of things that I don't have to worry about right now in terms of like costs to me. I'm never having kids, so that's never going to be something that I spend money on. I'll spend money on your kids. I'll spend money on Big Brothers Big Sisters. That's Another reason that I wanted to get involved with that organization is because if I've got that relationship with a kid, that's all I need. Trust me, that is the most I can handle, and I am absolutely glad to not have the responsibility of a child forever, like so many others do. I just, not for me, not for me. So I'm getting off topic here. But hey, there you go. There's another goal to celebrate. I made it through the year without a kid, and I made it through the decade without a kid. I have this meme of Drake. He's on stage, and he's spraying champagne, and he's just going brazy, and the caption reads, made it through the decade without a kid. I saved it sometime around 2020, and uh, that's a big one for me. So there we go, man. That aligns with my lifestyle. I did not have a kid this year, and that's beautiful for everybody involved. I promise you. The world does not need little bins running around. I still am, you know, I, I, I have enough childhood trauma that is still yet to be healed and still that I'm working through that I still feel like childish. Even though I'm about to turn 30 this year, I still feel like a child in many ways. And I have that childlike nature and youthful approach and the baby face is going to set me up for life like I am set so I'm okay with being baby I don't need a baby I am baby sometimes I'm daddy I like to be baby and you know it's the baby the baby the baby all the way so <laughs> I'm getting so far off topic I need to switch back and transition into 
what the hell this podcast is about, which is about some more of those Spotify rap numbers. So before I jump into that, I, I just have a few more things to hit here, things that I'm proud of this year. I got to travel this year a lot. I visited 18 states, at least 25 cities. I saw 17 national parks, four state parks, and two countries because I went to Mexico for Thanksgiving. So I got to travel a lot this year and meet a lot of great people, meet a lot of new people, connect with a lot of these people, which is always why I believe that your vibe attracts your tribe because I can know no one at Breakaway in Columbus or I can know no one at the Sky Bar on a day that my family isn't there and I'm in Mexico and don't know anybody or walking around the streets using Google Translate in order to figure out where I can get a weed pen charger. These are things that happened this year. And these are reasons that I believe that I am who I think I am is because when I go to one of these places and I introduce myself and I'm just being me, people are connecting with it and responding in the way that people who are in the States or that know me or that already love me the way that they react to me as well. So that's a really cool thing is traveling, meeting new people and getting those new experiences. And um, I'm proud of all of that stuff. And speaking in that same vein, a lot of the cities that I went to this year for the Uber Stories concept and I'm I'm so as <laughs> as an entrepreneur and as somebody that is constantly trying to figure out how I can improve, what can I take, what did I learn, what can I build upon, how can I get better at this, what are assumptions that I had, what has been confirmed, what can I rule out, take all that stuff and problem solving on the fly is what I did when I went and did Uber Stories Atlanta, Chicago, Nashville, and Columbus. And I am so fucking proud of myself for learning things in each one of these places, whether it was Atlanta and learning about driving regions for the first time and going, oh my God, I just drove all the way down here and now I can't even do this. But then going to Magic City on a Monday and meeting 40, Noah Shabib. If you missed that episode, Uber Stories Atlanta, fucking banger. The most listened to episode we've ever done. I would highly recommend you go back and listen to that. But that was the first one that I did. And then I took what I learned there and I went to Chicago the next month and I started to build upon this idea of, hey, I am broke and I am an influencer. And leaning into that is how can I start to collaborate with some businesses that are going to feed me? How could I eliminate that cost for myself when I go to one of these trips? What about gyms? How am I going to stay in shape if I'm traveling all this time? And getting linked up with gyms moving forward was something that I started to do and like really lean into that role of being an influencer. It's just, look, it sounds douchey to say, but it is true. It's factually what I am and who I am. It's just me as a person, I have influence over other people. I just do. I can bring a smile to somebody's face or I can make them really fucking pissed off. And I try more often than not to put a smile on people's face but sometimes people don't like what I say and they get mad and that's not my concern. I don't really fucking care. But that's just, that is the effect that I have on I influence people's behaviors and decisions. And so getting comfortable leaning into that was a big change for me because 
who what's what's the path that you take to becoming an influencer? They don't have internships for that, you know? What am I going to go do? Spend a week with Kim Kardashian or the Jenners or Logan Paul? It's just like you don't really know what that is, but you know it when you see it, and most of the time that's what people see when they see me. They're like, "Oh, this guy, he's got the plan." Oh, hey slick oh who is this guy who is he you know how do you know ben this guy's a character like all of these things are things that i've heard many times this year and continue to get in social situations and then have that effect where i am the glue guy i bring the vibe and i create my own tribe whether it is it doesn't matter where it is it, it, it just doesn't matter but <laughs> i'm getting off topic again i did that in chicago i did that in nashville Nashville was really cool because that's where the hashtag I ride with Benny T was created. I had been playing with this in my mind. Hey, what would be something that I could have my riders say in videos and these people who are a part of the podcast and want to show their support? I created that hashtag I ride with Benny T and I created a TikTok account and I said that I wanted to start making videos with my riders and getting content and I said that I wanted to lean totally into video content creation and displaying and showcasing who I am and what I'm best at. <laughs> it's communication. It's this. It's talking to a screen and making you feel like there's not a screen in between us or a car speaker or your AirPods or whatever it is. It's that we're spending time together and I am right there with you in the trenches and we're riding together. That's the whole point. And I have watched that hashtag grow from the time that I started using it in Nashville over the summer and where it started at zero views ever. It was a totally brand new thing. And I check these analytics every two weeks and put all the data into an Excel sheet. And I'm pretty proud to announce that that hashtag has been viewed over 22, almost 23,000 times on TikTok. And that was something that's only six months old and is something that again is like in the grand scheme of things when you look at something that has a billion views it's like holy shit that's small potatoes yeah no shit but that's where we started that's where you have to start you have to start from the bottom right so i'm not sitting here being like i am mr big shot i'm sitting here saying hey look at me and my little micro tribe continuing to grow week in and week out and sitting here at the end of the year to see something that started at zero to now be close to 23,000, that's pretty fucking cool, man. That's a pretty cool thing. And that was born in Nashville because I took what I learned in Atlanta and Chicago and then put it all together in Nashville. And then even more so, I topped that with what Columbus was. And that was that 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 had to be a two-parter because there was so much to get to. But Columbus was when I put all of it together, and Columbus was an incredible, incredible moment for me. So that was September, and I am thinking that I'm just, I'm just beside myself. But I, I think my point in bringing all of those cities up is because, yeah, I got to travel. That was cool. But I took my concept, and when I went to Columbus, I hired an intern in between Nashville and Columbus, somebody to hold the camera for me because I can't live and hold the camera. Somebody's got to take this, right? And I brought him up there with me to Columbus, and I did for the very first time the open table talks, the open mic sessions, which was something that I had to do in Atlanta 
when I realized that there were driving regions and I wasn't going to be able to do any rides. And I said, how can I still meet people and how can I still go out and connect and get some stories and get people to come on this journey with me? It was taking a stack of my business cards at the time, because that's all I had, and going to the Atlanta Beltline and walking up and down 20-something thousand steps. Hey, what's up, ladies? Hey, fellas, how you doing? Hey, what's up, fly guy? Hey, you fuck with podcasts? You want to be on one? Hey, yeah, come on. You know, I, I did that. I did that. And I pitched myself to the people of Atlanta, in the streets of Atlanta, and then I went and met 40, which was one of the biggest moments of my life for me, which was keep going with this dude. And from that moment, month after month, I put it all together in Columbus. I hired the intern, we went and set up on Ohio State's campus, and I launched the open mic sessions, something that I am going to continue to do and cannot wait until I can do it again. It's coming soon. More to share next week, but this is exciting. And if I look back at it, it's like, wow, I took what I learned in each one of these places and I built upon that. And that is a really, really cool thing. It's a really cool feeling. I learned more, I grew a lot, and I realized my path forward during each one of these trips. And every time I would go back, I would take something that I learned in the previous trip and I would build upon that. And that is entrepreneurship. That is business. That is growth. That is becoming a better human being. That is all of these things. And I did it. And I'm really, really proud of that. I'm also really proud of the fact that I'm coming up on my 100th episode. So this is technically my 97th episode. This one right here. And I have certainly done more podcast episodes. This isn't just like my 100th. I didn't just start this. Listen, 100, we probably passed that. I don't even know when. But I'm just talking about specifically from June 2020 until now, I am coming up on my 100th episode. And that is dope. That is really cool. So I'm not sure if I could do it where it would be cool if the very first one of 2022 was the 100th episode. That would be cool. It kind of is something, though, that it feels like it demands its own thing, the 100th episode special. But for as much as that episode is going to be what we talk about, kind of here reflecting and revisiting some of this stuff, circling back and celebrating what I'm proud of from this last year, it's also looking ahead. And I'm flirting with the idea of putting out two very quick, almost I'm not going to call them throwaways, but that's essentially what they are. A couple of throwaways. Two throwaways between now and next Wednesday so that the very first episode of 2022 can be my 100th episode. I am seriously considering that. And if I feel that it's right in terms of the content and I'm not just reaching for something just to put... I'm not going to put something out that sucks. I'm not going to put something out that's bad or shitty or not well thought out or not intentional So if it happens organically between now and next Wednesday, great. If not, then I'll hit my 100th episode sometime in January. But to even have that in my crosshairs at this point, starting from where we did with allow me to reintroduce myself, that is fucking sweet, man. And the best part is we're trending up. We're trending up. And the best is yet to be. And I'm only getting old as somebody should have told you. I'm on one, fam. I am fucking on one. Hell yeah, I am. So I'm on a run. 
I hope that you guys will continue to ride with me to this point. I want to transition now over into these raw numbers, the Spotify numbers, and I've got some total raw numbers from 2021. I had some Apple podcast numbers, and then really, that's why I'm not going to get too specific into the numbers themselves. Like, all of the different numbers that I could jump into. I'm going to bring up a couple of trends that I'm proud of because we are trending up. I'm going to give you a couple of real numbers, real raw numbers, but most of what I'm going to be going off of outside of Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Like, here's the thing you got to understand. The thing that's tough is understanding your analytics from your podcast if you don't have a place that is giving you that information based on all of the places that your podcast is hosted. I'm on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Those are the two things that I plug up the most. I host on SoundCloud, and there are plenty of people who listen to me on SoundCloud only. There are also people who are tuning in from Google Podcasts, from Stitcher, from Amazon Podcasts. Yeah, that's right. Amazon Music has its own app, and you can access podcasts, and Real Talk with your boy is there as well. So wherever people ride with me, shout the fuck out to you guys and girls. But there are it's 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 tough to understand your real numbers, right? So what I do is I go to SoundCloud, which is supposedly where you know that's where I host, and the play counts that are displayed on SoundCloud are an aggregate of all of these different places, including SoundCloud, that podcasts exist. So while I have the Spotify rap numbers, those tell a small percentage, no, not a small percentage, those tell a percentage of this story. But when we look at the total numbers, that takes into account all of these different places that I'm talking about. But that's why it it can get kind of confusing, it can get kind of nutty. The numbers are raw, they are what I'm going off of from what I'm being told. And I'm trying to track all this stuff. I'm, you know, one of the things that I'm going to do in 2022 is get a site and pay for that service that gives you all of those numbers because they are important. But basically, I've been just tracking all of this stuff myself, and even going like I, I, I meant to mention this when I was talking about the growth from city to city and the business cards and what I did and what I took from the Atlanta Beltline. It was eventually getting QR codes. And printing my sticker and my getting a link tree set up, something that I hadn't done before. And so now if you go to that one link, you have like six or seven of things that I'm plugging up, including the most previous episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But then I took that link tree and I put it on the QR codes with my logo and I printed up a bunch of those, and now that's something that I give out. So marketing material, getting my logo printed on the the tablecloth that I brought for the open mic sessions to Columbus. Like, those are things that I did. And I bring up the QR code because, again, that's analytics that I'm tracking. How many times has this been scanned? How many times has my link tree been clicked on? What are people looking at? All things that I'm doing and taking account of by myself. And I hope, I hope to have that handled in this next year. I plan on it, okay? But... Enough about all that stuff. I, I, I guess I preface all of that to go ahead and jump into these big trends. So just from Spotify, okay, and, and actually just overall this year in 2021, I dropped 62 episodes. I think this will be my 63rd episode technically of 2021, 
but I am looking at these numbers off of previous to this week. And those numbers include 62 episodes. I had people that tuned in from 14 different countries. And the total hours that I produced and released with the world, at least from Spotify alone, was up 859%. Now, that is an astronomical jump and number. But the reason for that is because in June 2020, that's when I started doing the show, right? The way that it's set up now, the current concept. And I was only on Spotify. That That is only counting for basically half of 2020. So, of course, all of these are going to be a huge jump because I'm going from measuring data from an entire year from half of a year. But even then, you would think, okay, well, he still put out episodes every single week in the back half of 2020, and six months worth of episodes, you would expect that if you did double the amount of time and double the amount of episodes, not even double the amount, yeah, 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 actually, because I probably in 2020, I probably put out like around 30 episodes, like, if, you know, so you would think there should be a proportionate jump between those numbers. So where that number you would expect to be up by, what, 50%? Not 850%, not 860%, right? I spent a lot more time and working towards that 10,000 hour rule and the number of total hours that I produce and release with the world this year, up 859%. Some of the other Spotify rap numbers, streams were up 737%. Listeners were up 325%, and followers went up 272%. I think it's really cool. I was able to learn this. I've got a 60 to 40 split amongst male and female listeners, which is awesome to me, which tells me that this show isn't just for men, which tells me that this show isn't just for women. It's for whoever connects with it and is a real-ass G. Obviously, if you're listening, that's you, okay? But whereas... If I had stayed in sports radio, dude, you know the average listenership of sports radio? It is not somebody that I probably want to be hanging out with, let alone dedicating my show and my talents and gifts to pleasing that person week in and week out or day in and day out and thinking, what is my audience really wanting? You know, I don't have to worry about that anymore because... My audience is totally organic and it is the reflection of all of the things that I've been building and manifesting over the last year and a half. But just in that last year, I probably went from when I was doing sports radio, I mean, maybe 2% women were listening, maybe, okay? It was heavily male-dominated and there was a lot of ego and I'm right and you're an idiot and fuck all that stupid-ass needle-dick energy, man. I don't need that in my life. That is not what we're about. We are about opening this show up to whoever feels comfortable here and identifies with some of the things that I talk about or that my guests talk about or that I speak about with my guests. That's what it's all about. So to have a 60-40 male to female split is actually pretty cool and actually tells me that it's not just a certain gender, or and I, I will, let's also shout out my non-binary people, okay? They exist too as well. We see you. We love you. Thank you for tuning in and riding with the boy. But 
that is a group that um, all of these things are like they account for something, and that tells a story. And I think that's really, really cool. Like I'm, 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 I'm deeply humbled by that. I honestly am because I don't want to just be for guys, and I don't want to just be for women. I am a man of the people, man. I'm, I'm not for everybody. I was gonna say I'm for everybody. You know, I'm, I'm not for everybody. But for the people that I am for, you better believe they're for me. That's real talk. 77% of my audience is between the ages of 23 and 34, with 44% being in the age group 23 to 27 years old. So we trend young. The kids love us. And that right there presents an incredible opportunity for advertisers. And I can't even wait to share what that number is a year from now after I go and enact some of the initiatives that i am got coming down the pipes for 2022. <laughs> that number is going to continue to grow, hopefully. 77% is pretty big. And I think that that is very valuable to a lot of different advertisers and a lot of different potential sponsors. More on that later. We will see. But I'm that. That's cool to me. You know, that tells me that uh, I'm not just some out of touch dude in his basement doing this thing. It's that I seem to be pretty on trend, and I seem to be staying young. You know, you kids keep me young. You know, it's like, and the more and more time I spend on college campuses, the more and more that's going to go up, and the more and more value that's going to create, and it is creating a positive feedback loop. But I am very, very proud of the fact that that we do trend younger, and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm 29. So the fact that 44% of my listeners are aged between 23 and 27, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Like I think that's a really cool thing, and the people who are like 28 to 34 was the next bracket. It was lower than those, but certainly more significant than the number of people aged 35 to 54. And um, in radio, that's always who you're going after is the older people because you think that they have money and they're more likely to buy the ads that you're trying to sell. And you're like, hey, well, look, my audience is this old. They've got discretionary incomes that are above $100,000 and blah, 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 blah. And then none of that money comes in. And it's like, well, why? Maybe you were ineffective as an influencer. Ah, you see how things come full circle with some of this stuff. Oh, they weren't buying into you. Okay, 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 okay. Got it. Got it. Uh, I'm going to keep going on, but I am very, very proud of the fact that there's a lot of youngins out here riding with your boy. And honestly, I mean, look, uh, a lot of this is life advice. A lot of this is let's learn from this. And I love that young people are tuning in and that I feel younger. I feel younger just being in proximity to young people. You, you keep me young. You keep me young, you guys and girls and non-binary people. I love you all. I love you all. So thank you for listening. Here's another really big one. On average... of my audience is listening to at least 40% of the episode. So on Apple Podcasts, they call this engaged listeners. And that is the number of people who are listening to either the 20-minute mark until the 20-minute mark or listening to 40% of an episode. And I am looking at this episode by episode in Apple Podcasts, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, People are tuning in for 66%, 
which in an hour or two hours is a long time. That's a long time to keep somebody's attention. And the fact that people, as we know how consumer habits with podcasts are different, it's not just when you get in the car or it's not just when you're in a certain place. You can listen to them anywhere. It's on demand. The fact that there are people who are no doubt listening and then have to pause and come back to it later, the fact that they do come back to it, amazing, amazing. I would be concerned if the number of engaged listeners was very low, was very low, because that would, to me, mean people are tuning in, but people are not sticking around. And then you got to start to figure out, well, why is that? I don't have that problem, because there are episodes where people listen to 100% of them, and Spotify and Apple track this a little bit differently, but looking at all of the numbers, 60% of my audience is listening to at least 40% of the episode. And when we look at how many people are listening to 50 and 60% and how many people are listening to everything in its entirety, the numbers there are still so encouraging and still poised for growth that it it is like, damn, people are vibing with this. People love this shit. And that is awesome. Because I can tell you, sitting down here in the basement studio that I built for myself, wondering if this is ever going to take off, wondering if people are listening out there. I see the numbers week in and week out, but you just you forget about it because I've been in such a build and they will come mode. The fact that I have gone all in on quality content and storytelling that is so encouraging to me as the creator to see that people aren't only tuning in, but they're sticking around. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So thank you again to all of my listeners. Total raw numbers. This is where I could really bore you to death with and lose you. You would tune out if I just started reading all of the numbers from this Excel sheet, but this is the number one thing you need to know, and this tells the biggest story of the year. This speaks most loudly about the year that we just had. I started keeping track of listener numbers from SoundCloud, which is why, however many minutes ago, I spent some time running through some of that stuff and talking about how SoundCloud, which is where I host, aggregates all of those play counts and gives me the best idea of how many people are tuning in per episode. And I started going down and tracking this stuff in June of this year, 2021. And when I look at that and the number of people on average that were tuning in week in and week out and listening to the episodes, it was about 115 per episode in June. This is six months ago. And I am very, very thrilled to look at these numbers now in December and go, hey, we are averaging 167 people per episode, unique listeners. And that is something that has grown. The sports radio days, dude, I was doing maybe 30, maybe 40 on like a good day, like 50. Uh, some of the interviews that I did with people certainly cracked. Like It's not like I've never cracked 100, 200, 300 on an episode, but day in and day out when I was doing the sports radio show, my numbers were shit, dude, because, I mean, the content wasn't that great. Like I was entertaining, but 
I mean, that's kind of the whole reason that the Uber stories thing took off, right? Is because when I was doing just sports, I was averaging maybe, maybe 35 or 40 listeners per episode. Just not that good. Not that. And what does that tell you? Like the numbers, those numbers tell a story. And when I look at these and I think when I started this, okay, so going beyond 2021 back to allow me to reintroduce myself, June 2020, that's about the level that I was at doing the show that I was doing. And even then, I started to come on and do some sports stuff and thought maybe I'll do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and you can get with this or you can get with that. But it was just like, this isn't my path. I just need to stop wasting my fucking time on sports. And since then, I watched it grow over the course of a year from, let's just say 40 in June of 2020 to 115 people per episode in June of 2021. And now to be sitting here six months later, and that has gone up. I don't know the percentage. I'm not good at math. Um, the other percentages that I cited were given specifically to me from Spotify, so I just had to write them down, but I didn't have to calculate those myself. I don't know what the percentage jump is from 115 in June to 167 to now, but I know that it's pretty big. It's pretty statistically significant. I did take stats 210 in college. I know that, okay? And I know for a fact that a year from now, those numbers are, I mean, we could be talking double, triple. These numbers aren't huge. So if I go from 167 listeners per episode, and then all of a sudden I've got 1,000 people per episode a year or two from now, I mean, that's a pretty astronomical jump as well. So we're working up, but we're trending up. And that is a fucking beautiful thing. I am very, very proud of that. And to me, that validates going all in on this. It validates everything that's gone on. It is something that I can look at, and that tells me a story. That tells me that week in and week out, as I continue to reach and expand into other people's micro-tribes, people who are listening in to somebody that they know that I have asked to be on the show, and then once they get here, they're sold, and they come back another week. And they contribute to the growth of that. Like that has happened as I've continued to get better at this show and be consistent and putting out quality episodes, quality content, keeping it real and bringing on great guests. All things that tie into the goals that I set at the beginning of the year. So to get to the end of this episode and the end of this story, I am beside, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just blown away. I'm, I'm blown away by it. And some of you fucking haters out there are like, dude, calm the fuck down. 167 people per episode? Who the fuck do you think you are? I am who I think I am. And I think that we are poised for some huge growth in 2022. I think it's going to be one of the best years that I have ever had on the earth. And I'm really excited. And I hope that you guys will continue to ride with me to see where the hell this thing goes. Because I know for a fact it's going to be one hell of a ride and one hell of a story. Final things as we wrap up here. I mentioned at the top, there were a few things that I wanted to get to that I am also proud of. So I'm going to run through those really quickly. And also a couple of the challenges that we overcame and then really, really wrapping up. And all of that is going to happen in the next 10 minutes. Bet. Uh, things that I am really proud of this year. I'm really proud of the guests that I had on this year. 
I mean, there wasn't a single person that I don't feel that I could reach back out to that it would feel weird or strained having connected the way that we did or having somebody not be thrilled about their episode or how they came off or anything. Like it it all just felt so right and good that I feel totally confident reaching out and in fact love the fact that this is now the micro tribe that I'm building. People who come on and connect with the show, I'm then able to say, hey, you know who I think you should talk to? This person. Or, hey, have you listened to this episode yet? And like now people that I've had on are starting to listen to other people who are coming on and feel some kind of a synchronicity to that. It's like, hey, I've also been his guest. And I had a great time. How about you? <laughs> that's 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 really cool. So, I'm really proud of the guests that I had on this year. I am very proud of the fact that anytime I need to add something and anytime I needed to add something or that something had to evolve or that thought came up where I should be doing this came up into my head, I took the time to learn how to do that. And whether that was audiograms, learning more about Adobe Photoshop to create graphics that I now use all the time, Understanding Instagram page layouts and designing the structure of how things are going to display when people are on my page. Business cards. I had mock-ups earlier in the year and actually have a picture of the rough draft of what my vision was, what I thought that my card should look like or that I would want my card to look like. And it really is one of those uh, like salesmen in a bar with notes on a napkin type situations you know it's just it's cool it's cool so now I have those and setting up a link tree and getting the QR codes like how to create business cards and going through Vistaprint uh, setting up the link tree and getting the QR codes and building on a lot of the processes that I had put into place last year I have taken the time to learn these things and I am still taking the time to continue to learn these things as well and get better at them and then again we'll celebrate that growth when we get there but I'm doing that and I'm also doing this I mentioned this earlier I'm proud of the fact that I leaned into my role as an influencer this year no doubt whether that was being one of the first through the doors of Torchy's Tacos in Jeffersonville when that opened up and being a hype man and giving them some buzz or any of the partners that I worked with during the Uber Stories episodes in different cities hosting and creating survivor drinking games over at the condo, driving my sister and all of her friends down in the van and making a TikTok on her birthday with them, saying, I ride with Benny T, going to my first show solo, uh, Lewis the Child, was a really, really fun time. And then based on how great that went and pitching people afterwards, like, hey, you like podcasts? Hey, and literally doing that. I did that. You know, it's like I, I, I'm not afraid of door-to-door sales or person-to-person sales. I love it. I love it. I also took all of that and put it all together in September at Breakaway Festival in Columbus and went totally solo, two-day festival, and that was amazing. That was like so awesome. And then um, my first trip to Cabo in a while and doing that solo trip to the waterfall, meeting the people that I did, creating that scene in the pool. How do you know, Ben? Um, even to Christmas, even to Christmas, which I said that I would tease this up. And I really, if you want more Christmas stories, man, or to understand why um, holidays sometimes fuck me up and 
but you got to understand where a lot of my trauma comes from. It's it's from a lot of the holidays. It's from the thought of being around family and what family structure means to me, familial structure, what friendships, people who have fallen off, like all that stuff. It 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 you know it 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 can bum somebody out. It bums somebody out. And we know that the holidays are one of the toughest times for people because of these things and because of these themes that are reoccurring. But all of that is chronicled in the Christmas special and the New Year's special from last year. I shared a lot of those previous experiences, and, and that helped me really move past a lot of it. So I highly recommend that you go back and listen to some of those to really get a good feel for who I am and where I'm coming from. But even Christmas, I take all of my cousins and the people who came to meet up with us afterwards, a couple of friends came over, and I put on a big booty mix upstairs, and I brought the cups, I brought the balls, and we had an absolute ball, man. We played Boom. I made a TikTok of it, so go to BennyTomp18 on TikTok, and you can see the day as it progressed and all the different pictures of the, the Boom and um, a couple of little clips in there from me, my commentary towards the end, where I'm like, your own family, your own cousins, how could you? Hey, that's how the game go, baby. You play at your own risk. Boom is not for the weak. It is not for the 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 faint-hearted and if you can't stand in those trenches and if you don't belong at that table you better go find the kitty table or you better go find somewhere where people are a little bit more at your level because you will get absolutely fucking annihilated if you step onto my battlefield i guarantee you that but it was really it wasn't even about it wasn't even about that i i wasn't it was truly about creating a scene and a night for my friends and family who were there with me on christmas day and having the best time possible with them, and having the best time possible for myself. And when I'm feeling myself, and when I'm feeling like I can share these gifts and they're being appreciated, and I've created this night, if you guys will just be vulnerable enough to follow my lead and come and see what I have set up for us, I think you'll have a good time. And people did. Twas lit. Twas lit. I will leave it at that. But one of the first Christmases that I can remember in a while that I truly, genuinely was at peace being there with family and being myself and being where I'm at in life and being okay with all of these things and being able to enjoy it and not be in my own head or feel fucked up or feel deserted or abandoned. I had an awesome Christmas, and I hope you did too. And I hope you have an awesome New Year's. But (laughs) that is who I am. That is who I am. Creating that night and creating the game night. And going and doing all these things, I am an influencer. I am. And whether people are paying me for that and people are paying me to be that yet versus is this who I truly am? Yeah, it is. Those things don't have to be on the same page. And as I continue to move forward, I will continue to either find a way to get my shit comped like I did at these other cities or have an ongoing partnership with sponsors and clients and advertisers. And those days, better believe it, my friends, they're coming. They're coming. It's only a matter of time. You know this shit's fitting to blow and pop. So I do. You should as well. And then finally, one of the things that I'm proudest of this year was the way that 
the UCF and Louisville football game went down where ESPN, through their subsidiary Ming Entertainment, reaches out to me because I was still on a list of people that they say, hey, we want to work with this person if they're available in the future. I'm still on that list. And even though it had been a while since I had worked an ESPN event, I guess probably since like 2018-ish, I think was when I worked the Florida and Kentucky game in Lexington. That was really cool. But I was utilities. And I really struggled with that. I really did. Coiling cords, and it, it's just it, it's just something that I'm not that good at on the fly. And I kind of felt like I was in the way. I kind of felt like I was fucking up a little bit, even though I was just being super, super critical on myself. I felt like I was this huge burden. But to be asked to come back and work this event as a runner, where all I have to do is be Johnny on the spot, bring a positive attitude to the work environment, anything that anybody needed, I got you, and let me set up these snack tables, let me go and do the shopping for the crew, let me make sure that uh, our guy up in the booth has enough Dr. Peppers, because apparently Andre Ware ducks because apparently Andre Ware drinks Dr. Peppers like they're fucking going out of business. I did that, and I got to be on the field, on the field, for one of Louisville's, probably their best game this season. Like, they just lost to Air Force in the bowl game. Things aren't looking good for them, but that UCF game was probably the peak of their season, and I was right there on the field having the absolute best time. Ran into some people from the sports radio days, that then filled me in on some of the stuff that I was just ignorant about that I didn't know and heard about some of the swings and misses some of these pathetic losers try to take. And to me, it was just like, you know, I didn't know any of that stuff because I don't fucking care enough to know. That's not the game that I'm playing. But to run into this and have this moment and have this go so well with ESPN where they're literally offering me to, hey, if you go and coil cord and you show us that you can get good at it in like the next two days, then we will start bringing you around from city to city, game to game. And maybe you could even get in on NBA stuff. And like that was floated to me. And I said, you know what? I really appreciate it, but that's not my path. This is what I'm doing here in Louisville. So Hit me up if you guys are going to come back. If I'm ever going to move, I will let you know the city that I'm headed to. And maybe once again, we can reconnect. And I will be your runner again. I'll be the greatest runner that you've ever had because that's all I do is run the game. But I am not going to go down that path again because I it's not mine. That's not mine. And this is. And having that conversation and then walking out into the parking lot, basically, running into a friend and a colleague and somebody that was able to give me information on some of these people that are on my fuck you for life list, it was like the absolute greatest way to end that whole experience. And I'm proud of the fact that all these years later, I'm still one of the people that a company like Ming Entertainment or ESPN would reach out to and say, we like this kid. We want him to come and work with us again. We had an awesome time. We didn't have to worry about shit when he was down here running it. And the fact that it went so well, and for all of those other reasons that I already just listed and I'm not going to run through again, I'm really proud of that. I'm really, really proud of that. And that was really fucking cool. And yeah, to get a follow-up on some of those douchebags was... Let's just say I'm glad I'm doing this. Let's just say I'm so fucking thrilled that I get to do this. Finally, challenges that we overcame this year. 
If you think back to the first episode of 2021, if you go back and look at it, it's a car update because I literally started this year without my car. And car issues was something that I dealt with a lot this year. It's a main reason and it's one of the factors that made me start to rethink my approach to this show, the concept, how I continue to move forward in a way that's aligned with who I am and what I'm best at. And so car issues are something that I constantly had to overcome this year, but we did it and we made it. Something else that was really tough, you know, I spoke at the very beginning about some of the personal goals. What was difficult for me in terms of the weight loss goals was LAC, Louisville Athletic Club on Westport Road, shutting its doors and going bankrupt and getting absolutely butt-fucked by the people that forced them out of that lease and everything that went down there, really disgusting, ugly business practices, so fuck the people that forced them out, but LAC shut down and that was my gym and I've had to figure out how to continue to work towards my fitness goals without that part of it and Having that shut down midway through the year and being in different cities, it just, I've, I've got a lot of home gym equipment now. I'm going to the YMCA in Norton Commons, even though I fucking hate the YMCAs. And it's just not, it's not that one. It's any YMCA in general. I just don't like being somewhere where there's a bunch of kids. I don't think kids should be allowed at the gym. Sue me. My parents out there, sue me. Okay. Um, I, I don't think it's good for anybody. I don't think it's good for the kids. They get bored. They get bullied back in the, basketball courts or wherever they're at and they are just like hyenas that run wild I don't even want to go near them and then the parents if you're constantly dealing with oh I can't even get 15 minutes into a workout without having to get pulled back into here what's my kid doing now or do I have to worry about him it's like you know you can't even enjoy your time there at the gym so what's the point Okay, so let's let's pipe down preemptively there before we get a bunch of, oh my God, how could you? Oh, the humanity. Spare me, okay? Spare me. LAC was great because it didn't have kids. They had a no-kid policy, which is like aligned with me in my life. No kids, personally for me. Love your kids. Big brothers, big sisters, great. I'm great with kids. Kids love me, but I'm not ever going to have my own. So that policy and mine, we, we certainly are on the same page there, but LAC shut down, and I then was reeling for how am I going to continue to do this now because I had thought previously that getting to LAC was going to be perfect for me I hated working out at the Y I still do I feel like a kid with all these parents though you got to understand too the YMCA is designed so that parents can watch at all times and have visibility at all times of what's going on whether it's on the weight floor or wherever but if you're lifting out at the Norton Commons YMCA all of the ellipticals, all of the treadmills, all of the stationary bikes, all of the cardio equipment is staring right at you. And it's just awkward. It's fucking weird. And I draw a lot of eyeballs naturally as it is, and I just, I don't feel comfortable there. So I uh, found ways around that and reached out and used my resources and my network to leverage, to leverage, to leverage, myself and my trust and 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 really be granted with some privileges that not other people have in terms of the access that I have to where I can work out and I swore that I would never ever divulge that and I never ever will but I figured it out when I thought previously that LAC was like the key to my weight loss success and that being there 
and doing something there that I had previously done before was the only way that it was going to happen, which is just ridiculous to think, right? Because the whole concept and notion of beginning again, you can't think that the, the, the results of the previous and the past are going to be what you continue to get or what continues to come up or that you can't do better than that. That the best shape of my life from three years ago isn't the best shape that I'm ever going to be in in the however many years that I'm here on the earth. So you have to begin again. But LAC shutting its doors when it did, that was a challenge that I really had to overcome. I also had to figure out my doctor, my psychiatrist switched practices and then there was a period where I wasn't getting medication and had to figure that out. And again, just kind of something that you deal with that nobody's fault was happy for my guy that he was able to get into a better situation personally for him. But then I'm now where he is now and it worked out and it's cool. But like that was one of those wrenches that gets tossed into the system as being, hey, just want to let you know this might happen. And then when it does, you're like, fuck, now what do I do? You know, it took me however much long to find this guy. Now he's gone. What do I do? You got to begin again. You got to find somebody new. Luckily, the way that it worked out, the place that he's at now accepts Kentucky Medicaid. So I was like, bet fam i'm back up in that bitch so i'm seeing him and um for a little bit there it was a it was a it was a transition period but we made it through the driver regions thing i hit on that that was tough being in atlanta and uh that was that was just a tough deal but we made it through and that was the greatest thing that whole uber stories atlanta experience was one of the greatest things that have ever happened to me so i'm okay with it one of the things that I've really struggled with this year, probably the biggest thing that I've struggled with this year, is dealing with the distance and growing apart from old friends, becoming a little bit isolated, not necessarily by choice or by design, but just from the fact that I have communicated my needs to people, I have told people, show me that you want me in your life, reciprocate what I'm willing to give you in time, in terms of time and energy and the friendship that I'm providing, and if you can't do that, and if you can't give me what I need, I'm going to have to be forced to go find it somewhere else and replace your ass. And I have totally taken my roster and dropped everybody from the team. Or people have removed themselves and quit. Like, that's really what it is. I, I, like, I, I didn't not one time say, we're not friends anymore, or lose my number, don't hit me up. Although I wanted to, I didn't. I communicated, I'm going to need a little bit more from you. You know, I can't just keep reaching out and feeling like I'm crestfallen and heartbroken every time I suggest something of like a quality time thing with you and you keep telling me no and then there's no effort on your end to be like, well, I can't do it this weekend, but hey, I'm free blank, blank, and blank. But hey, I'm free blank, blank, and blank. If that's not coming through, if it's not a two-way street, if you feel like you're forcing people or asking people to do things that you feel like they don't want to do, or you're having to convince people of why to stay in your life, fuck all that. I got past that. I got over that. It's been extremely hard. I'm talking best friends for 10 plus years, and I truly get more from total strangers and make more genuine connections with people I meet wherever I go in the world 
and it feels better to me than that constant letdown from some of the people that I had been feeling and some of the people that totally dropped the ball when I told them, here's what I'm going to need from you or else I just can't continue to do this to myself because it's just not fair. And let's just call a spade a spade. Like, what are we doing? You know, are we going to try and mend this or are we going to try and grow together? Do you want to come on this journey with me or are you getting off this ride? Have you had enough? And a lot of people, they got off the ride. They told me in their own way, some more overt or covert than others, some more explicit, hit you in the face with it, some more stab you in the back with it. I had to deal with that all year long. And it's just one of those things. It's a fact of life. It's going to happen again and again and again. But that's, again, you just got to begin again. And you just got to build that structure and go find the people that are going to give you everything that you're willing to give them. That's real talk. That's fucking facts, dude. So I'm at peace with it, you know? It sucks growing up. And here's a Christmas that goes by. But because of what I shared in previous, like the Christmas special from last year and going through that with my family and having that family history, then it doesn't make it any easier. It still breaks your fucking heart. You still are emotional about it and cry about it when your best friends are totally dropping the ball and not showing up for you and acting as if they can't be bothered and showing you their true colors at that time and in 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 like the that point in time that sucks that sucks but i've gone through that before i've been through that before and walking through that fire and all those struggles molded me into the person that i am now and as i've continued to become calloused to that and just coming up with that i'm done begging people to stay in my life if you want to be here awesome. I hope that we can build together. I hope that we can grow together and celebrate each other's successes. And if you ride with me and if you're for me, you best believe that I am for you as well, man. And for the people that aren't, okay, life goes on, you know? As the old Italian saying goes, you're dead to me. (laughs) And sometimes you just got to have these burial services and move on, you know? And uh, I've had to do that a lot. And um, it sucks, but It is what it is. Such is life. Atlanta, Georgia in September was a really hard trip. So was Cabo. Family stuff. Again, that's like core family, mom, stepdad, brother, sister stuff. I chronicled in the Thanksgiving special from this year and other places. And um, that was tough. Some some stuff that I've had to overcome there is it's always going to be there. It it just, you know, um, it is what it is again. But learning how to deal with all of that and plus on top of that, dealing with the constant shift in mood and my brain chemistry and being bipolar. You guys, you don't understand. If you're bipolar, then you do. But if you're not, if you're non-bipolar, you do not understand what it's like to have this and not just go through mood shifts, but rapid cycling. You're up, you're down, you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. You don't know where you're going to be months from now and you commit to a date and in your heart at the time when you commit, you fully intend to follow through with it. You're like, yeah, of course, that sounds awesome. But then maybe you wake up and you're just having a shitty week. You're in a rut. You wake up that day and you just, you can't, you just, you don't have the capacity to do it. And prioritizing mental health has been something that I've 
always done my entire life, but really it started around 2018 when I sat down with a therapist, or not even a therapist, uh, whoever does and, and administers the evaluations, and I was diagnosed as bipolar 2, and that felt like a death sentence at the time. But really, it was it, it's taken me a couple years to realize this, but that was really uh, not a death sentence. It was a new lease on life because now I have the confidence that I know what's going on. It's not a guessing game anymore. I don't have to sit here and get anxious about it could be this or it could be that, reading WebMD at 4 a.m. in the morning. It's here is what we're dealing with, and now let's find ways to overcome it. And I truly have overcome and not let that bipolar diagnosis or some of the undiagnosed borderline personality disorder stuff that I think is at play as well, my ADHD, like I am flawed in many different ways, okay? But the fact that I am choosing to persist despite these flaws and these brain chemistry flaws, it's not even like a personal flaw. It's I can't control that. It's the way that I am fucking wired. But all of that, let's say bad stuff, the ADHD, the BPD, the bipolar episodes, let's let's say it's bad, okay? Look at all the good that comes from it that we're sitting here celebrating today in the 2021 wrapped episode. It's being who I am. It's being this prolific storyteller. It's being a world-class glue guy. It's having connectability. It's being a leader. It's being... I, I, I honestly, you know, all bullshit and uh, braggadociousness and confidence aside, I really try and be a humble servant to people. And I really do check my ego when I'm listening to somebody and really hear what they're saying and really take the time to intentionally be there in that moment with them. And I think that all of those things, like my best attributes, outweigh the bad. They outweigh the bad. And that's how I lay my head down at night and that's how I know that I truly am a good person in the heart of life is that I'm sitting here reflecting on all this stuff and not to give myself a pat on the back and be like I'm the best person ever but I truly am as I've been like playing with not only the thought of being an influencer it's that I'm a humanitarian I am a proponent of the human being I am a man of the people I am here for the people And to share these stories and my truths with the world in hopes that it does reach somebody and makes a difference in somebody's life. It's not just about the numbers. None of this is about the numbers. I went through the Spotify rap numbers and I'm celebrating growth because that's really what it is. It's not necessarily, again, it's like it's, it's the perfect way to end this is because it's not about the specific numbers down to the single digit or the placeholder, right? It's about what those numbers tell the story of. And those numbers are how I'm measuring some of this stuff. But really, it's never been about the numbers. It's always been about the people and the connections and the stories. Real people, real stories, real talk. I am Ben Tompkins. That is who I am. And that is what I do. And I would be thrilled if when we hit 2022, you all come back and be a witness and be riding with me and come and be alongside me to see where the rest of this story goes. I said it once, I'll say it again, I'll say it till I'm blue in the fucking face. It's going to be one hell of a ride and one hell of a story. And I just...
hope that you guys and girls will continue to ride with me to see where it all goes. Because <laughs> I think it's headed to some really cool places. And I will get into some of that. We'll share some of that as well as the visions for 2022 and why I believe this is going to be one of my best years yet and why I believe the best is yet to be. But that will be next week. As far as 2021 wrap, it's a wrap, fam. We're done. We're out of here. So I will be back next week. Everybody have a happy new year. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. And uh, I'll see you next year. <laughs> the dad jokes. Of course, you know, I had to get one in there. There you go. Daddy. There you go. See, there you go. It all comes full circle. All right. That's it, man. I am out of here. I am Ben Tompkins. That is Real Talk. Real Talk.